Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, friends, welcome to Wednesday night. So glad you could tune in tonight. We're so excited about what God's doing on the throne <laughs> right here in, in uh, Champaign County. Amen. We're just so glad and wherever you happen to be, you might be turning in, tuning in halfway across the country, but wherever you're at, he's still doing marvelous things. Listen, this Sunday, coming this Sunday, we're having a special speaker called Christopher, Christopher Alam. He's a converted Muslim. He uh, worked with Reinhardt Bonnke for a time. He's been known to be in, have signs, wonders, and miracles. And I pray that you have a purpose in your heart to be here or be on live stream, at least, if you can't make the, the meetings, because we're going to be doing that, and uh, we're expecting great and mighty things. Now, tonight, I want to talk to you about a couple different things. I, 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 hopefully, I'll tie it all in. But it's about being in unity, unified. Every, every place we saw in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, when they were in one accord, when they were unified, there were great and mighty things happen. Uh, talk, uh, there was boldness, and there was great expectation. You know, the only time I see really that when Jesus was on the earth, he went all kinds of places and he did all kinds of miracles, signs and wonders. But when he went to his own hometown, he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. There was not, they were not unified at all. And it says over in Psalm 133, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity, one accord. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending up on the mountain of Zion for the, there the Lord commanded the blessing. When you're unified, when you're in one accord, it's very easy for God to move in our midst. Amen. So when we come together as the body of Christ, we need to be unified under the bloodstained banner of Jesus. We shouldn't have factions here and over here and over there. We ought to get under, under that banner and have the vision for what God wants us to do on this day and this hour. Now, you know, it's important uh, like I said, wherever we're at, to be in unity. You know, there's a passage in Acts chapter 4 that I love to read and love to talk about. It's when, and I'll go back and refer to some of this uh, and what Peter and John did, but it, when Peter and John had raised the lame man at the gate beautiful, uh, <laughs> the gate beautiful, he had been laying there for years and years and years. They uh, had they had been unified and been baptized in the Holy, with the Holy Spirit, and they went out doing the things that Jesus did. And it says that uh, they were being interrogated by the religious people. How many of you know religion, religion and religious people don't like what God can do in your life? They want to always be the negative side. They, they're never unified. They're never in one accord. They're always, they're always opposed to what God can and will do. But it says in Acts chapter four, it says, now when they saw the boldness, these men in, uh, 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 that were interrogating Peter and John, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Now they let them go and they went back to their own companions. How many of you know it's important to be with the companions that are going to be in faith with you? 
Not somebody that's going to say, well, you just never know what God's going to do. Well, we can know what God's going to do because he, he shows us right in his word what he's been faithful to do over generation upon generation. And he does, he's no respecter of persons. He didn't do for Peter and John what he wouldn't do for us today. But it says this, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. It said, it didn't read their voices. They raised their one voice. What did that mean? They were in uni, unity. They were in one accord. They were in one uh, place. And, 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 and what happens? It goes on to say, with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. Well, first of all, when problems come, when, when uh, temptation comes, when uh, 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 catastrophes come, whatever come, you find somebody that you can unify under the, under that, uh, uh, the name of Jesus and stand together and then say, you are God. In other words, when you say you are God, when they were saying you are God, they were saying you're bigger than all this going on right now. You're bigger than this interrogation by the Sanhedrin and all these religious people. You're bigger than what they're trying, the enemy's trying to bring at us right now. And he said, you are God who made heaven and, and earth and the, and the sea and all that is in them. Amen. In other words, they were praising God. They were saying who he was. They were lifting him up in the midst of that. And who by the mouth of your servant, David, have said. Now listen, he said this. This is out of Psalm chapter 2. This isn't brand new. This is something they knew. Why do the nations rage? We're living in a time where the nations are raging. All you got to do is turn the news on for five minutes. And, and all around this world, there's nations raging. There's North Korea. There's uh, uh, China. There's uh, uh, Russia, obviously, and Ukraine. And, and they're testing, Iran is testing mi uh, miracles, ICBMs. And, and this is raging. And what does it say? And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand. And the rulers were gathered together, what? Against the Lord and against his Christ. That is so appropriate, apropos today. This is what's happening today in the world. It may not come across that way in the news media or wherever. What it is, Iran wants to get rid of the big Satan, which is the United States, and the little Satan, which is, which is Israel. Listen, my friends, this is happening today. But I like what they did. They were in one accord. They were unified together. And he said, for truly against your servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both with Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the uh, Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand <laughs> and your purpose determined before to be done. In other words, Lord, what your purposes be done, your will be done, thy will be done. <laughs> Amen on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. Not, not the world's way, not what the world wants, but your will. And they go on to say, now look on their threats. We ought to be praying that way today. I hope you're a prayer warrior. I hope you're standing in for the things of God. This is, this is a time we really need uh, Christians, all Christians, to, to begin to, uh, to intercede for the lost, the hurting, the dying, the sign, our nations. God would have us do that. He, he looks for us to do that. He gives us responsibility to do that. But it goes on to say, look on their threats 
and grant to your servants. Now, what they ask going to ask for your servants? They, I, I, I propose that many would be saying, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Gas prices are up. The economy is going bad. The world looks bad. What are we going to do? No, no, no. That wasn't their desire right there. Their desire right there was that with all what? Boldness, what we talked about. Expectation. <laughs> that they may speak what? Your word. How many of you know it's your word that causes us, a man, to get saved? It's the word of God. And who was the word made flesh? Jesus. Amen. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We're expecting signs and wonders on Sunday when we come together. Not only this Sunday, but every Sunday. Listen, there's, there's, it's a time for miracles, signs and wonders. And you know what? When we're in one accord, believing in, you can't go saying, well, you never know what God's going to do these days. He's quit doing these things. No, he hasn't. Over in, in Hebrews 13, 5, Jesus says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, he didn't do something back then and he won't do today. But there has to be faith and expectation for that. And then it says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They spoke the word of God with boldness. You know, listen, we want to be able to walk in boldness, and but they were unified together in that place. Now, when the multitude heard that, they were of one heart and one soul. In other words, they were unified there together. We see that throughout the New Testament. When the people got together and under the unified uh, banner of Christ, things began to happen. They created an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to come in and do what he, would, he wanted to do in their midst. How many of you know he still wants to heal, uh, 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 do miracles, and deliver people and set people free today? salvation to come. That has never changed. That's always been his heart. So he's saying, get in unity, get, get under, wherever you go to church. If you're not going to church at Living Word, or if you're going somewhere, find the vision of the pastor, get behind the pastor, get behind the vision of the church. Don't be, don't be out here the Lone Ranger by yourself causing discord and, and division. Bring unity. Amen. There, listen, well, I don't care what the pastor's doing. I don't like the way he's doing something. Well, Either you like or go somewhere where you find that you can like it. But don't scatter discord and cause discord. But anyway, it goes on to say, and there was great power uh, down in verse 33, with the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Listen, my friends, this power is called deutimus. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the kind of power that, enter, it says down here in my word well, it says deutimus makes... Uh, means energy, power, might, great force, great ability, strength. And then at the end, it says, at the end of this uh, passage, it says, the deutimus in Jesus resulted in dramatic transformations. That kind of power would cause people to get their life right. That kind of power would cause relationships to be mended. That kind of power would cause your church to be on fire. And it says here, this is the norm of the spirit-filled and spirit-led church. Unity, my friends, when they were gathered together in one accord, that's what it says back, and with one voice, hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is so vitally important today because 
We live in America. And, and I've said this before, you've heard me say this before, everyone has an opinion and it's always highly thought of by them. <laughs> in other words, I, I'm like the Ford Motor Company. I have a better idea, you know, always having a better idea. Well, that isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Now, going back to the first part of this in Acts chapter four, it says, when Peter and John, uh, and they asked him, how did you raise that lame man? And it said, when they had set them in the midst, they, at, they asked, by what power, by what name you have done this? Now, it says shortly after that, that they saw the, the, the boldness of Peter and John, right? They saw the boldness of Peter and John. But then it said, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, how important it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, not just one time, not just a little bit once in a while, you, on a regular daily basis if possible. And, but in order to have boldness, what does boldness come from? Well, they're getting ready to speak, Peter and John, Peter, uh, Peter full of the Holy Spirit, boldness comes with fullness. Fullness of what? Fullness of the Spirit of God, fullness of the Holy Spirit. Boldness comes with the fullness of the Word of God. You can't speak out something you don't have. You want to be able to speak out a word in season. How do you speak out a word in season? You get the Word of God in you. Uh, we, we had a class this morning on prophecy, that we're all to prophesy. Well, what does prophecy do? It encourages, it strengthens, it brings comfort. It doesn't correct necessarily, it just brings encouragement. It lifts up. We can all speak those things when we're full of the Holy Spirit. And we can speak them in a way that it will bring help to somebody else. So Peter and John, and Peter filled with the Holy Spirit here, began to speak to these people. And what did he say? If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, what, what means has he had made, been made well? Let it be known to you and to all, you all, and all the people of Israel, that by the name of the Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Now that's boldness, my friend. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was being led by the Spirit to say that. It goes on to say, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by your builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other any other. For there is no other name under heaven given uh, amongst men by which we must be saved. Listen, there is no other way. It's a narrow way. I understand that. But Jesus is the way to heaven. You skirt hell, you, you shun hell by accepting Jesus Christ. If you're listening to this tonight and I haven't done that, you need to do that tonight. Amen? Amen. But you, you, it's that name. It's above every other name. Every other, Buddha. Uh, Harry Krishna, you know, uh, uh, Muhammad, all these names, they don't take you to heaven. They won't convert you and, and redeem you from your lostness and sin. It's only that name, Jesus. Now, when they saw what? There it again. They saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. That means God can use any one of us. You say, well, I haven't been to Bible school, neither have I. But I, I certainly learned a lot being here. I feel like I've went to Bible school after the last 40 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were untrained, unlearned men. They hadn't been to seminary, so to speak, or they, they hadn't been a part of the, the ruling body of believers there, uh, the Sanhedrin or, or the religious sect. But it said, 
When they saw that untrained and un, uh, uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. That was the original Marvelettes. Amen. Remember the group, the Marvelettes? But they weren't a Detroit group. They were, <laughs> but I'm just getting off here a little bit. Uh, but they marveled at what was being said because these were people, but what were they? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they, were, they were, Peter and John in one accord. I'm telling you, there's bold, and they were bold. And it goes on to say, they realized they had been with Jesus. Listen, how do you get boldness? You get full of the word. Jesus was the word made flesh, dwelled among us. Amen. John chapter one, you can go over there and read that. You get boldness by being filled with the spirit on a regular basis. How do you do that? Well, Paul said, stir up the gift that's in you by the laying on of my hands. What's the gift that? The gift of the Holy Spirit? You can begin, how do you do that? You begin to praise God, magnify God, say what the Bible says about you, about who you are in Christ and the things you can do, what he said you can do, amen? That begins to stir the things of the Spirit in you. So you begin to get full of the Spirit. You sense his presence. Get full of his presence will cause boldness. Now, we don't want boldness with harshness, <laughs> with being rude or trying to instruct people. We want boldness with love and compassion. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, they talk about the, the nine gifts of the Spirit over in, in 1 Corinthians 12, and then again in 14, but right in between that, it's the love chapter. It talks about walking in love, and, and love never fails. So you speak the Word of God with love and compassion. That's what Jesus said. When he healed the, uh, the multitudes, when he did all he did, what was it? He was, he was originally the first one baptized in the Spirit, and he did things under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and he was moved with compassion. And when he did that, great and mighty things happened, didn't they? So going on, what else? Uh, full of the revelation of the gifts of the Spirit. You know, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love, <laughs> pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Well, that's just for certain people. No, that's for everybody. That's for everybody, because we're to be a blessing wherever we're at. We don't need a title or a platform. We have a platform wherever we go. That's wherever we live, wherever we shop, wherever we work, all those things, right? So we, but, and it says desire spiritual gifts and especially that you prophesy. So we can do those things with boldness. Have a full revelation of the miracles of God. You say, well, what's that mean? God is a miracle worker and he wants to work miracles through us. Amen. Amen. We and an expectation of miracles when we come together, when two or more are gathered, be in unity, be in, be, in, uh, be together and be not divided. Well, I don't know if God still does miracles today or not. Yes, he does. And we're expecting them. We have people in this church right now that need miracles in their life, all various types of things. And we, we expect them. Now, we haven't seen them yet the way we want to see, but we're not stopping. We're not stopping believing. And, I, and I, would, I would tell you, if you come here, you're going to church or wherever you're going, don't go out there and say, well, he doesn't do that anymore. Hey, the Bible says he does. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen? In other words, if you're saying he doesn't, you're being lying about what he, what he said he would do. Listen, it goes on to say, boldness will put you on the front edge of what God wants to do. Put you right out there. You got to be bold sometimes, you know? It takes boldness to, to stand in the face of adversity and declare what God has said when you're, 
your flesh is reeling and, and, and you don't, you know, it, it, don't, you shouldn't be saying that, shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you should. You ought to be saying what God says. You ought to be bold about it. Boldness is, is demands, also demands purity of speech. How I many, you know, it's, it's, you can't be speaking out of the old saying out of both sides of your mouth. You better be speaking what's right. You know, David, the psalmist said, I, I'm trying to remember this, created me a clean heart, Lord. He said in Psalm 19, 14, what did he say? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Now, thoughts can be pleasing in, in somebody's sight, in God's sight. Do you know that? He, he sees our thoughts. But be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. David was saying he got, he got the revelation of when his heart was right and his mouth was right, God could be his strength and his redeemer. That's a part about being unified right there with your heart and your mouth. Amen. You can be unified together with God. You can be in agreement with God. Don't be in disagreement with God. Be unified with him. In other words, I'm a, I feel this way, Lord, but I'm going to say what you say. That's an act of our will. You know, our will can be stronger than anything else. Unfortunately, in, in the world today and in the church, many times, our emotions rule us more than our will. Now, listen, I don't always feel like praising, to God, praising God, but the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, when he, David wrote that, he was going through a lot of trouble right then, but he chose to take and bless the Lord by an act of his will. So that's what it tells me we can act out of our will more than we can out of our emotions and we can begin to see what God wants us to see and have what God wants us to have. But you have to be unified, unified yourself with God and then unify yourself with other brothers and sisters, with the body of Christ. And when we're in one accord, great things begin to happen. Amen. That's what I want to talk, you know, was talking about tonight. We need to know that God wants us together on things. He doesn't want us to be separatists. He didn't want us one going this way and one going that way. That's the, the enemy's idea. That's what the enemy likes to do. That's why there's so many factions of the Christian community. <laughs> you know, some over here, oh, they don't believe in, in speaking in tongues or they don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And over here, they, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't believe in healing today. They get, all this stuff passed away when, when the last apostle died and all that. Listen, my friends, don't be moved by that. Be moved by what the word of God says. He said, God said, told Peter, he is, Peter says, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Well, if it did it for these group back here that we read about in the book of Acts, and which reminds me and it would tell you that we're still in the book of Acts. We haven't moved out of that yet. We're still part of that church. There's only one church. But listen, if he did it for them back there as we read and not doing it for us, guess what? He's a respecter of persons. And Peter said, God is not a respecter of persons. Amen? We need to know that. So in other words, whatever you're believing for, whatever you find in, your word, in the word of God that says you can have, you need to begin to come into agreement in unity and unified and not divided from what God says in unity with what the word says and say, Lord, I've had doubts, but help me with my doubts. Like the one man said when, about his son, he said, Lord, I, I, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. That's nothing wrong with it saying that. Help me to believe what your word says, uh, you know? And so when you do that, you can begin to stand. I thought about, about uh, uh, the woman with the issue of blood. 
when she said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, she was being unified with what God had already said. She had heard about Jesus, right? And that, to me, that says she's believing what God says over what, all, the, all the symptoms and all the things going on in her life. And what happened? She was made whole. Amen? Amen. Let's believe God. Let's trust God tonight. Let's, I'm believing for Sunday for great and mighty things to happen. Well, what if they don't? No, what if they do is what my attitude is. I'm looking for them to happen in Jesus' name. And I pray you are too. That should be your prayer. Lord, help us to grow as a body of believers, whether you're in this church or not. Let us all, like I said, uh, gather together in one accord under the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. It's where, we've, where we're to live, where to, uh, where to operate with, and we begin to see greater things. Expect greater things. Expect to be bold in the power of the Holy Spirit. Expect God to move mightily in your life. Amen. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but God can help you through it. And he will see you through it if you'll, if you'll draw near to him. That's what the scripture says. And he'll draw near to you. And he'll reward you. He was a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Seek him tonight about whatever's happening in your life. Seek him tonight. And don't say, well, and guard your mouth. Amen. You'll see something you want to change and then it doesn't change right away. And you say, well, that'll never change. You just open the door for the enemy to come in and divide what God wants to do in your life. Get back to the part, well, God... I haven't seen it yet, but I'm believing it'll come to pass in Jesus' name. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're having need of tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus. You agree with that? I hope you do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Throughout scripture, we read when they were in one accord and unified together, great and mighty things happened. Signs, wonders, miracles, the moving of the Holy Spirit, uh, deliverances, all sorts of things happened when people were in unity. Lord, may we be unified in, as a church throughout this land, throughout this community, throughout this, even this church here in Jesus' name. We expect great and mighty things and may we walk in unity and, and begin to see what you desire so much for us. We thank you that you're still on the throne. You haven't changed the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means you're doing it today as you did in, in times past. And we believe for greater things now in Jesus' mighty name and give you all the praise. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been good being with you. We'll see you next time. Make Sunday night if you can. If you don't go to this church, six o'clock, uh, Christopher Hall. Amen. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website, at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.